Hi, my name is Yasmin Tarehi, and this is Startup Confessionals, where we interview startup founders and entrepreneurs in the Middle East and Africa. We'll learn about some of the biggest lessons these founders discovered on their journey, from the personal to the professional, and share how they keep themselves motivated. Today's episode is with May Medhat, the CEO and co-founder of Aventus, an events engagement platform and the leading event technology company in the Middle East. Aventus was recently acquired in July 2021 by Bevy, a California-based enterprise software startup for virtual conferences and community events. May is an Egyptian tech entrepreneur who holds a computer engineering degree. She co-founded Aventus with a mission to mobilize events after a personal experience at some events that used to be managed manually. And the company has raised $4 million plus in VC funding and is serving over 20,000 events in 60 plus cities. And May has just a number of accolades. She was named Entrepreneur of the Year by Arabian Business in 2016. She's been recognized by the Global Entrepreneurship Summit 2016 as one of the most promising entrepreneurs and was even invited to represent Middle East startups in a panel with former President Barack Obama and Mark Zuckerberg, founder of Facebook. And Aventus was also named Startup of the Year in 2017 by Entrepreneur Middle East Magazine. So I am so excited to welcome May to the show. So welcome, May. Thank you, Esmeen. I'm very excited to be here. May, can you briefly share for people that maybe have not used the Aventus app, uh, what is your value proposition in your own words with our audience? Sure. Um, so Eventus is a technology um, is an event technology company. Um, we help event organizers uh, manage events and organize events. We take all the hassle uh, of organizing events and we give them the technology and the tools to help them deliver that. Um, anything from um, ticketing, on-site registration, um, online registration, um, and then our flagship product is a mobile app for events where you can. Um, this is like pre-COVID and in-person events world where you can just like get directions to the venue, navigate through the venue and, and meet people, um, networking um, recommendations. Like we help you um, find interesting people to meet or like-minded people to meet during the event um, based on shared interests, um, shared conversations and all of that. Um, it's just like an, an uh, like the event feels more accessible um, on on your pocket, and uh, and then with COVID we transformed everything into virtual events. So we helped event organizers figure out what is virtual events, how can they do um, digital conferences, digital exhibitions, and we transformed our technology into virtual um, and. Um, we help it like most of our customers transfer from in-person to virtual events. Got it. And so I'm so intrigued about your story and your journey because you started out uh, serving just the Middle East market, correct? And now you are serving events in over 60 cities. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm curious, like, how did you go from more localized events um, to serving the greater Middle East and Africa? Like what, what did, um, what was that journey like? If you could talk to us about starting in, in sort of a smaller scale and then expanding into a more global scale. And then you kind of touched on the pandemic, which we'll get into later, but I think, you know, that to me feels like a very interesting story, like how you were able to, to service so many events over the last couple of years and how you've grown. 
Uh, sure. So we, um, so when we started Eventus, um, um, I remember like me and my co-founder Nihal, we spent, um, spent around a, a year just going to events everywhere. We wanted to see what's, what's happening, what's this industry, um, wh what technology is out there, what they are using. Uh, we traveled everywhere. We went to anywhere from like we were based in Cairo to Dubai to London to US uh, to even Kenya. Um, so we tried to be uh, open-minded about it and try to understand and learn about the industry and the technology uh, out there. And we built like back then we built an MVP and we were just using that as an excuse to go and speak to any event organizer or any event attendee and, and get feedback from them and um, just just building uh, on the product vision. And then once we had this MVP um, worked out, we started working this with um, a lot of local organizers and event organizers. Um, and it was great, um, great feedback, great um, testimonial to the product. And then once we had that, um, we moved out to Dubai because Dubai is the hub for events in the Middle East. Um, and we knew that like most of the events, like the big events, big names is happening in Dubai. Even like when we talked corporate events, Dubai was the hub for all of that. Um, and from there, we started, we really started like to kick off our journey and not only locally, but regionally. Um, but one thing we did very well is we depended on network, like locally, um, we get into, we started with the entrepreneurship and, and, and startup related conferences and events and um, we could scale within this community because there's a network like we know an event organizer who can connect us to someone or recommend us to someone if they are happy with the service they get um, and then once we secure that we try to get out like we were definitely serving other clients and in other industries but this was the kickstart for us um, so within this community we asked them to introduce us to the same community but in a different location and um, this is like it, it was great network effect so we got that in Dubai and then from Dubai we managed to get some events in the US and UK and here and there um, and then like at a certain point you, it's just like um, distribution and, and, and sales play uh, after that wow so fascinating. So, you know, at the time you, you said that you did a lot of due diligence, you were going to all these different conferences to check and see like how people were, you know, kind of operating at events and other sort of event platforms. What would you say, like when you were building your product, like what did you think people really wanted at the time? And like, how have you continued to get feedback from the market over the years? Uh, sure. So we. From day one, we wanted to build like a networking and an engagement tool for events. Um, this is like what we were passionate about, like connecting people. Like events is a great place for people to just go mingle. Um, you're going to event because you have some interest and, and, and some knowledge and you want to share it with other people. But at the same time, you want to learn. And like... Uh, I love the serendipity that happens at the event. Like I met my first investor at an event. Um, I, I I had a lot of like business relationships, business deals, and, and even made friends out of events. So we believed in this particular 
particular value. And this is the one thing that we wanted to build on and help people capitalize during events. Um, and, and this is how we were getting feedback as well, because we wanted the app to be as interactive as possible and, and help people achieve that. And like the success, like, like the happy moment and the success stories we were celebrating as a company is when someone um, like, like a company was exhibiting at an event and they come to me and say like, hey, I met um, uh, this person and we closed the deal a month after the event and this is the value. So this is like my biggest um, uh, happy moment uh, or proud moment uh, out of uh, what we do. Uh, but at the same time, like going back to the roots, when we were a small company trying to pitch this to event organizers and, and, and clients, um, everyone wants to just sell a ticket. They want to make sure that, or there is like uncertainty about if the event will happen or not. So they wanted to make sure to secure attendance for the event first and then think about connections, networking and recommendations and helping attendees um, enjoy their time during the event. So that was a big uh, concern uh, out there. So whenever we go to speak to someone that was like the biggest concern at the beginning, so we built it. We built um, uh, a ticketing and, and, and registration module to help uh, to at least unlock this uncertainty um, and, and help them sell more tickets and reach more people to subscribe to their event. Um, and that was a gateway for us at the beginning to onboard more customers. Um, and then this ticketing solution, it scaled on its own and it became one of the biggest revenue streams we have. Wow. And May, so I imagine at the time, you know, there probably were not many competitors in the markets that were doing what you were doing in the region. So I, I'm wondering, like, was that helpful? Was that an advantage for you? Or did you have to also educate the market on on how Aventus worked? Like, what was that like for you? Um, yeah, of course, there was only um, international competition. Uh I don't know if I should say names or not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, go for it. There was, uh, <laughs> like Eventbrite, like everyone was comparing us to Eventbrite. And at some point, we even to make it easier for people, we said like, yes, we are the Eventbrite of the Middle East and we have ticketing, but not only ticketing, we're bigger, we're, we're more, we have more. And we can help you in your event with this part, uh, which is ticketing and registration, but we can also help you um, recognize an ROI from the attendees, recognize an ROI from the sponsors and exhibitors and help them make the most out of that. Um, if, a, if a sponsor spent X amount of money to sponsor your event, they would love to know what's their reach, how people are interacting with their posts or 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 are they seeing the logo or recognizing or or taking any of the services they are providing and 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 only then we we have this hook or or um they understand what we are doing and i think it was it was interesting at the beginning um and then the biggest by far the biggest channel we had is word of mouth. Like when someone attends an event as an attendee and they experience the product and experience the app, um, they go and tell their company uh, if they are organizing another event or they tell their friends about if, 
or who are organizing another event, um, how enjoyable was their experience um, because they had this cool app or this cool registration system or whatever solution they experienced. Um, and, and that was the biggest like distribution channel for us. Fascinating. Wow. Um, yeah, the network effect effect uh, piece is very, very real. And I think a lot of people sometimes don't realize that until much later in the game. So um, May, I want to talk a little bit about the fundraising piece, because uh, I know that that's a question a lot of people have, like, how do you go about fundraising, especially if, let's say, investors are not in your network? You mentioned earlier that you actually met one of your first investors at an event, which is amazing. But can you talk to us about what it was like to actually secure your first round of funding and what you did prior to that? You know, what was it like to bootstrap and how are you able to recruit the right people? Because I think for people who also may be interested in starting their own company or just interested in the process, I think that piece, the financing piece is like a kind of a black hole for a lot of people. So if you could walk us through your journey and uh, tell us, you know, what you learned and how your priorities shifted based on um, which stage of the company you were at. Yeah, imagine this black hole in 2013, for example. <laughs> this is when we raised our first round. Uh, um, it was definitely a black box. Um, there wasn't a lot of uh, VCs or, or or finance accessible in the market. Um, but we knocked all the doors. We tried to keep... We were um, a couple of engineers. We managed to attract like a few more people who are interested in what we're doing, um, like friends and, and and people that we know from the network that got excited about the product and the mission um, and what we are trying to build. And this is how we put like the initial MVP. Um, and um, we just were like very real about what we were trying to build and um, and and we pitched literally to everyone and and any opportunity we took any opportunity um we used it as like it's it, it either it can be a feedback that we can learn from or it can be it can turn into a mentorship session or it can turn into like a real funding opportunity so we were just knocking on all doors um and i remember like the first um angel uh, network that accepted to fund us. Um, I think I, I think we got the big yes from them because the passion we had for the product and for uh, the industry. Um, we tried to, like we rehearsed many times, um, but I don't think they, they were convinced because the pitch deck or um, the answers we gave them as much they were hooked in terms of like the passion and the vision and it's something real like they can relate to um like i just had this uh, session like a panel with our first investor um like last week and it, and i heard him saying that he said like um we screened many companies and then like two founders, two female founders, engineers, very young, very early in their career. And they came came to us and they were pitching with a lot of passion. And they told us a story that we can believe in, like we can relate um, again, like like Cvent or, or Eventbrite. These are two, the biggest uh, companies in our industry and they can relate to like saying 
we will be this company in the Middle East and then we will scale it um, uh, internationally. Um, so they can relate to the story. Then we can add other components and it's a big market. So we somehow take most of the boxes they had. Um, so they said yes to that. Um, and and then I think was the next round of funding. Um, we were looking for a different stage as well, like different um, connections, different network, um, different type of money or, or VC funding. So at each stage, you try to, to like at the early stage, angels and, and incubators, um, they can be very helpful to open your network because especially for someone who is in his first time to be an entrepreneur or um, first time founder, um, because this is an ecosystem and it's a community and you need to be inside the community to to know a lot of people who can introduce you um, and and help you um, through the doors to meet the right person or the right VC, um, which was very useful. And then with the next round, you look for something different. And then with the next round, you look for something different. But I think with each round, we, we try to unlock a milestone uh, so at least we achieve something meaningful from the previous funding. Yeah, wow. That's it's such an interesting journey because, you know, like you said, in 2013, the the black hole was pretty, pretty large. <laughs> and uh and it's just, you know, it's fascinating that the network effects and also just knowing the right people makes it that much easier. Um, and I imagine, you know, after your first round, having that vote of confidence also just like in the perception of others makes it easier for them to trust, right, in the next round. So uh, may I actually wanted to talk a little bit about something that we don't usually talk about um, on a lot of these startup shows, which is like the relationship that you have with your co-founder. I think, you know, you guys started together early on and oftentimes, you know, there's a lot of people that say, even if you have a great product, if you don't have the right team, then it kind of crumbles and falls apart. So I'm curious to peel back the layers of how you and your co-founder connected and also how you were able to grow in your relationship to be able to even create a company like Aventus and to hire the people that you have hired over the years. So can you talk to us a little bit about that? Sure. hundred percent. I agree. It's a very important uh, topic that's sometimes uh, um, not very highlighted um, from startup talks. Um, like, to be honest, I, I wouldn't imagine we, we would be here talking on, on, on this show if it wasn't for um, the relationship I have with Nihad, my co-founder, she is she is a longtime uh, friend. Um, where we know each other probably for like twenty years, um, and because we have this relationship, it was very easy to trust. I think trust is the biggest uh, is the biggest treat in in a relationship between co-founders. Like I can blindly trust her in everything when it comes to product decisions finance like anything i would trust her was my life and and this relationship is very important because um she is also my support system like whenever i feel down she is the reason that gets me out of bed and keep keeps me working and 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 delivering on the vision that we have uh or the vision we agreed on um 
and and also in terms of skills like this is the emotional part and the support part but in terms of like skills and and the actual day-to-day work she completes me she is the product uh mastermind she knows how to listen to customers listen to feedback and build a great product um and the one thing we are i'm grateful for um and and probably that brought us where we are right now is we we built a great technology we built, we built a great product that everyone likes and um it was again the reason that we are acquired by a silicon valley company um because they like the product right yeah and i am also just curious about you know you talked about the days when things are particularly tough can you talk to us a little bit more about like what you do to sort of stay focused uh especially when things are tough. Maybe in a post-acquisition world, <laughs> it's not as tough as it used to be. But in your earlier days, you know, how did you motivate yourself and what sort of sacrifices did you make? Because I think that's also something a lot of people don't touch on, you know, the things that they give up or the things that, um, you know, the things that they did not do because they started a company. So I'm just curious if you could talk to us about that as well. Um, yeah, of course. It's uh, I don't know where to start. <laughs> uh, yeah, like at some point, uh, at some point, as an as an entrepreneur or a founder, you need to make peace with things that you would be missing out, um, like friends, reunions, parties, birthdays, or family gatherings, and all of that, because you are working and. Um, it's tough like 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 having a social life is a very uh especially at the beginning like in the very early days like in the very maybe like couple of years or maybe more um but but at some point i i, I had to move out of cairo to dubai and i was i was just living there for some time i spent like five years over there and uh yeah, I just made peace with the fact that I will be missing out on this. Uh, but on the other side, having healthy relationships um, makes it easier. Like if your family understand that what you're doing and what you're working on and your friends, um, you'll be losing like people who doesn't understand this um, on the way. But if they understand if the relationship is healthy, um, they would understand and support you, and and if they believe in what we're doing, that would be uh, at least relieving. Um, but on the other side, what I try to do is uh, having quality time. Like whenever I have a chance to spend more time with them, um, I would I would be all in. Um, I wouldn't be like working or checking emails or thinking about work while spending time with them, and. Um, I think that the one thing I realized right now, um, like after spending all this time is it's a marathon. It's not like a sprint. It's not, it's not a couple of years that you've put everything and, and you just focus on work. Um, like, like founders, uh, depression is a real thing. Founders, um, uh, I don't know. It's it's very hard. It's very hard. And sometimes, like at some point, um, we spent together, um, me and my co-founder, and we said, like, 
we need to take breaks and we need to take regular breaks and we need to stop working on weekends because it's not healthy and we're not as productive as we do uh, as we take breaks. Um, and then like at some point in, in the middle of the journey, we decided to do that and and there's exceptions, of course, but that was um, maybe the one thing that, that helped us to keep going and continue the journey. Mm, wow. Thank you for sharing that. Wow. So it's so beautiful to just hear the connection between the people within the company that really allow you to express the fullness of who you are as a founder, as a, you know, engineer, as a product person, as a, as a CEO. So just interesting. And you know, May, I want to talk a little bit about, we're sort of running out of time, but I have a lot of questions to ask you, um, but maybe this will be the last one or one of the last ones. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about your acquisition, which is so big and so huge and just happened a couple of months ago. So can you talk to us about what it was like and and if you can, if you can share why you decided to, uh, why now, like why this year? Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, it it um, it happens. <laughs> um, I think like I I I know the founder. So this company, Bivi, um, that acquired Eventus, is uh, they were one of our customers at Eventus for four years, um, and so we have this relationship with them. We know like. Bevy has a startup. Um, startup Grind is a sister company. Bevy is um, is founded by um, the same founders and the same team uh, who started Startup Grind. And Startup Grind is one of our customers for the past four years. Um, so we know them. We know the team. Um, like we 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 went to their events. Uh, they use the product. They love the product. We have this relationship. And we started talking, like I started talking with Derek, um, the CEO, and we really liked, like we had a lot in common in terms of like value, in terms of vision, um, in terms of even the culture, like the company culture. And um, we have been talking since like like early 2020, um, because that was their biggest event uh, pre-pandemic. it was in February 2020, um, one of the last events I attended in person, and um, it made sense. Like like with COVID and with everything that's happening, and we post shifted into uh, virtual. And um, like when we when we talked this year, it made sense. Like together, if we combine the two products, if we join forces, we can really um take over this industry and 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 deliver on the vision that we have because we have we were we had shared values we had shared culture shared vision so it made sense um and for us as founders it made sense as well because from day one our vision was to help transform the industry and help event organizers everywhere and with bevy we can now do that on a much larger scale mm. Wow. Beautiful. Thanks so much for sharing that story. That's so impressive. And I think anyone who's able to build a company from idea to 
concept to product to all these rounds of funding and then acquisition. I mean, you've seen more in the world of the startup space than I think most people. So congratulations, May, and to the team at Aventus. I'm just so proud of you and really also inspired. So um, unfortunately, we are running out of time, but maybe you could just share your one last takeaway on what keeps you motivated, or maybe your takeaway that you'd want to share to folks who are thinking about starting their own company. Um, and you know, what would, what would be your words of advice to them? Um, enjoy the journey. Um, it's, it's very hard. There's a lot of ups and downs, just enjoy it and, um, don't stress yourself. Don't just enjoy your, enjoy the journey and, uh, keep believing in what you're building. Amen. Amazing. <laughs> awesome. Well, May, thank you so much. And where can people find you? Are there any resources that you can point folks to in order to learn more about you? My Methat on LinkedIn, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, I think it's always the same name. My M-A-R, Methat, M-E-D-H-A-T. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for your time, May. And I learned a lot and I'm sure that our audience has as well. And so thanks again. Thank you, Smeen. Thank you so much. Thank you. And for our audience, thanks for joining and for listening to Startup Confessionals. <laughs>